Welcome to the Vitality Radio Podcast, your source for the truth about health, wellness, and real alternatives to drugs, surgeries, and the status quo of healthcare. Here, you'll find information that empowers you to take control of your health. But it's not just about health and wellness, it's about the politics of healthcare and protecting your health freedom. Now, here's your host, Jared St. Clair. Welcome to Vitality Radio. This is Jared St. Clair. I'm your host each and every Saturday morning. We had a little problem there, uh, mainly because I don't know what I'm doing. I've only been doing the show for seven years, and, uh, well, apparently I haven't learned all the tricks yet, like where to plug in my headset. Anyway, here we are at the beautiful studios at Vivint Smart Home Arena. It used to be Energy something or other, and then it was like Delta thing. And so it doesn't really matter because you can hear me, you can't see me. We are enjoying a beautiful, beautiful, crisp, cool winter day just a few weeks before Christmas here in Salt Lake City, Utah. I'd like to welcome you to the show. Life is good right now. It's just such a beautiful day. I'm looking out the window up here on the fifth floor of the arena, and it was great because last night we were in this very same arena. I was able to see my son Malachi uh, play some high school basketball uh, last night, and he performed extremely well. Uh, Really, really awesome time seeing him play on the Utah Jazz Court. Pretty big time for him and really cool for us. And then tonight I get to go to the Jazz Pacers game, man. I'm just living this this place. I told my wife I should have just slept over. Would have worked out great. But anyway, that's enough about me. Let's talk about some things I'm a little irritated about. We're going to do the morning rant. In a world full of often confusing messages about health, let Jared be your guide through the smoke screens of corporate greed, media bias, government ineptitude, and propaganda. When you see what is really happening, you'll be ranting too. It's time to expose the hidden agendas. It's time for the truth. It's time for the vital rant. Okay, so the rant today is not one that is brand new to Vitality Radio. I've done it before, but it's new in that there's some new stuff that's come out on this from the powers that be in this country. According to CNN, they are now finding out that women who have a false positive result on their mammogram may actually be at slightly higher risk of developing breast cancer over the following decade, according to this new study. Now, What does that mean? We're going to go into that in just a second. But here's the interesting thing. I've been saying for a long time on this show, probably four or five years at least, that we need to be really cautious about these mammograms. They're given on an annual basis in this country uh, from the age 40 until a woman leaves this earth just about, uh, I think they actually say from 40 to 74. So most of uh, the... uh, prime years of a woman's life. I say the prime years because I'm 43, so they must be, right? But regardless, they say once a year from the age 40, and that does not uh, mirror what's happening in other countries. Most of Europe, it's every other year, and they don't start until the age of 50. Now, why is that? Well, there's a lot of reasons why that is, but in this country, they've been fighting that uh, trend in a big way. Well, 
finally, the American Cancer Society just recently updated the recommendations to say that women 45 to 54 should still have one every year, and women 55 and older have mammograms between once a year and every other year, but women 40 to 44 should talk with their doctors about whether to have annual mammograms. So they're at least pushing it back five years. It probably should be 10 or 100. But regardless, they've pushed it back five years. They've finally succumbed to the pressure, I guess, of the science showing that mammograms probably cause more cancer than they prevent. And of course, mammograms don't prevent any cancer, right? They just prevent death, we think, maybe, based on early detection. But Uh, Maybe that's not true either. We're going to get into that in just a second. Okay, so what's going on with this false positive thing? What they've determined, uh, researchers looked at 2 million mammograms that had been performed on women ages 40 to 74 at health clinics across the U.S. from 1994 to 2009. So we're talking about 15 years. It's a pretty good study. 2 million mammograms. About 180,000 of the mammograms were false positives, meaning that the test detected a tissue abnormality, but an additional imaging or biopsy test did not support a cancer diagnosis. And the women did not develop breast cancer in the year after the mammogram. The remaining tests were true negatives because they did not detect an abnormality and were not associated with the development of breast cancer in the following year. The researchers found that an additional one woman out of 100 who had a false positive mammogram and followed it up with another imaging test went on to develop breast cancer in the next decade. As compared with women who did not have a false positive result, among women who had a false positive followed by a biopsy, an additional two out of 100 developed breast cancer. The larger increase in risk in the biopsy group was presumably because these women had tissue that was more abnormal and thus concerning enough for the radiologist to order the more invasive follow-up test. Now, breast cancer and prostate cancer are not the same, but they are similar in that the tissue involved is very similar. And we already know now that biopsies on prostate cancer are very dangerous because if we get a biopsy and we open up the cancer, we can potentially actually spread it more. So maybe that's what's going on with the breast cancer. I can't say that it is or that it's not because I don't think there's any proof at this point. But it does make you wonder why two out of 100 women who have biopsies after a false positive, in other words, there isn't breast cancer according to the mammogram, Uh, end up developing breast cancer later? Is that because there really was cancer there, it wasn't detected by the mammogram, and then it was spread by the biopsy? We don't know for sure, but it does make you a little nervous. Now, two out of 100 doesn't sound like a lot. One out of 100 sounds like even less, but if you're the one or the two, it's all that matters, right? So we have to be really cautious with this. So what exactly is a mammogram? Well, a mammogram, of course, is uh, having uh, your breast put between two metal plates, basically, and uh, a lot of radiation shoved in there. And what does radiation do to the body? It increases the risk of cancer. So the question is, is this a good way to prevent breast cancer? Well, according to some research, they actually say that a cancer tumor has has to have already split 20 times in order to be detected by a mammogram. Well, if it splits 40 times, in most cases, you're dead. So we're not talking about as early detection as it sounds, are we? 
In fact, can they detect things that you can't detect through a self-exam? And the answer is, according to most research, not really. So what's the deal with these mammograms? Why are they so popular? Why are they being trumpeted as this amazing thing when in reality, if you look at the numbers, since mammography came around and started being used heavily in this country, they say, well, in the next 10 years, cancer rates or or breast cancer uh, death went way down. But guess who it went down in the most? It went down in the most women from 30 to 40 years old, women who were not getting mammography. So maybe the numbers don't stack up as well as you might think. So why is it that these cancer societies, the American Cancer Society, the lung people and the heart people and all the other societies that we have out there seem to continue to trumpet these things that may not actually be all that useful when it comes to preventing the types of cancers that they're trying to prevent? It's a big question, right? Well, mammography is worth a lot of money in this country, a lot of money. We're talking billions of dollars, not millions. And so maybe there is something to that. I don't know. There's a lot of things that you have to ask yourself. And on Vitality Radio, I often say the thing you ask yourself first is who is pushing this stuff on me? And when it's the government pushing the stuff on you, sometimes it makes me think, hmm, do I trust my own government? Do I trust these people that have been placed in these positions by my government to tell me how to take care of my health? And the more I learn about how the government recommends we take care of our health, the more I recognize that the government doesn't have any idea what they're doing when it comes to taking care of our health. In fact, in some ways, it almost seems like they're a menace to our health, doesn't it? So what alternatives do we have? If you're a woman between the ages of 40 and 74 and you're concerned about breast cancer, which you should be because it's a big deal, right? Then what alternatives do we have other than mammograms? And can I tell you not to get a mammogram? Well, no, I can't. All I can do is tell you that I have some concerns and some doubts about whether or not getting a mammogram is truly a potentially life-saving thing. I do agree that a certain percentage of women will find cancer with a mammogram and prevent death because of the treatment uh, that they take after that fact. There's no doubt about that. The question is, can these cancers be found in a less dangerous way? Because some of the research even points to every year, every mammogram increasing your risk of breast cancer by about 1%. Well, if you get a mammogram from the age of 40, the age of 74, that's 34 years. That's 34%. So if that research is true, you've increased your risk of breast cancer dramatically by getting a mammogram every year, which is why the UK and most of Europe actually says start at age 50 and go every other year, which decreases that number dramatically because now you're talking about 12 mammograms roughly versus 34 12% increase versus 34% increase. That's a big deal. So our government, or not our government, but the American Cancer Society says, now let's start at age 45. And so that knocks five years off of there, right? So that's good. And then they say, well, maybe after the age of 55, you can go to every other year. Well, that would knock another 10 out right there. That's good. So that cuts it almost in half from 34% 
down to about 20, right? So it's good. We're going there. We're going in the right direction. But what are the real issues with mammograms besides what I've already mentioned? So many. For one thing, if you've ever had one, I never have, uh, but uh, you talk to a woman who's had one, it's a miserable thing. It's not a f- it's not a fun event in a woman's life, especially to look forward to on a year, an annual basis. But beyond that, that radiation de- sorry, delivered to the breast tissue in such a concentrated way to tissue that's already far more susceptible to cancer than most of the other tissue in the body just doesn't make that much sense to me. So are there alternatives? Well, yes, there are alternatives. And what are they? There's an alternative called thermography. And that sounds like a great alternative because there's no radiation involved. And according to the research on thermography, guess what? It's actually safe and probably has far less false positives and detects cancer earlier. But I was looking up on the FDA's website, and you know what they say? They say breast cancer screening. Thermography is not an alternative to mammography. And they say that there's a problem. Thermographic systems use an infrared camera to produce images that show the patterns of heat and blood flow or on or near the surface of the body. The FDA is issuing this communication to alert the public, including women and healthcare providers, that thermography is not a replacement for screening mammography and should not be used by itself to diagnose breast cancer. The FDA is not aware of any valid scientific data to show that thermographic devices, when used on their own, are an effective screening tool for any medical condition, including the early detection of breast cancer or other breast disease. So they're, they're not aware of any research. But guess what? There is research. And you would think that the FDA could, be, could, if they wanted to, become aware of this research because it's all over the internet. Not that hard to find. And it's pretty good. Is it as deep as mammography research? No, not close. This hasn't been around as long. It hasn't been trumpeted by all the supposed organizations that actually care about your health in this country. But it is something you may want to look into yourself because, again, not my place to tell you what to do with your health, my place to just inform you that there may be alternatives. And then there's always that old-fashioned self-exam. Don't forget that, ladies. That's a huge thing, and it's an important thing, and we don't talk about it enough, I don't think, because we just push mammography, mammography, mammography. All I'll say to end my rant is this. If you're a woman in that age range, or you're approaching that age range like my wife is, take a look at the research on mammography, both sides. Don't just stop at the American Cancer Society or the FDA's website. Look at some of the alternative websites. Look at both. Take a glance, more than a glance, and figure it out for yourself if that's something you want to do. If it's not, then look at the alternatives. And then, of course, more than anything, consider prevention. There are so many things you can do to prevent cancer huge things, big, big things in terms of prevention that can be done in very small, small ways. In fact, we're going to talk about how to prevent all kinds of nasty things from entering our bodies. The second part of the show today is all about chemicals that we feed ourselves on a daily basis, whether through our skin or through our mouths or other ways that we really don't need. And in fact, We can get better results, better results without these chemicals, 
in terms of our health. We're going to talk about fun stuff next. We're going to talk about dental stuff. We're going to talk about body odor. How about that? Talk about bad breath. How do you fix bad breath without chemicals? Oh, there's so many good things available. We're going to talk about those things when we come back. You're listening to me. My name's Jared St. Clair, and this is Vitality Radio. Insurgent Sports Nutrition is a brand new sports supplement company with a unique philosophy, refuse to conform. In the sports nutrition industry, one company starts something and has some success and everyone else tends to follow their lead. What you end up with is a bunch of Me Too products that don't add up to anything special. What you typically see on the market are formulas with all kinds of ingredients that look good on the label, but do very little to advance your training and performance. At Insurgents, our motto is, everything you need, nothing you don't. While many brands put the right ingredients in a product, most don't put the right dose. There are clinical trials for a reason, to prove not only if an ingredient works, but also how much of that ingredient it takes to provide the desired effect. At Insurgents, we won't add an ingredient to a formula unless we can add the clinically effective dose. Our first formula is our Insurgents pre-workout, Pre-workouts nowadays are a dime a dozen. They even sell them at the big box stores. The vast majority of pre-workouts on the market are overdosed on caffeine and other stimulants and underdosed on the stuff that actually increases your performance. Insurgent's pre-workout has all of the most critical ingredients to improve endurance, strength, energy, and without the crash that comes with a mega dose of stimulants. Insurgent's pre-workout comes with or without caffeine and has no additional stimulants. If you want a truly effective, hype-free pre-workout that tastes great, is free of artificial colors, and absolutely does the job, refuse to conform and join the Insurgents. For more information about Insurgents pre-workout, call Vitality Nutrition, 801-292-6662. That's 801-292-6662. All righty, we are back on Vitality Radio. My name's Jared St. Clair, and you're listening to me talk about health, nutrition, fitness, and all things in between, stuff that has to do with leading you to your optimal vitality. I love doing this show. Thank you so much for joining me. It means a lot to me that you'd spend a little bit of your Saturday with me learning about this stuff because it's so critical that we figure out how to take care of our own health and really get that head start on prevention of nasty things that we don't want to deal with in the future. Anybody that's seen anybody that's known or loved someone with a degenerative disease or with chronic pain or any of those types of things knows that that is no way to live. It's a miserable existence. It's not fair. And what we try to do on Vitality Radio is help you prevent those nasty things from happening to you and your family by taking a natural approach to health and fitness. That's what we're doing today. We're going to talk about some cool stuff here in a second, but first I'll tell you Vitality Radio is brought to you by Vitality Nutrition in Bountiful at 107 South, 500 West. You can call us there, 801-292-6662. If you have any questions about anything regarding your health, anything that we can help you with, we'd be more than happy to do so. Okay, so the topic of the day today is actually a carryover from last week because I didn't even get close to where I wanted to last week. We're going to talk about chemicals that we expose ourselves to. Now, let's differentiate here between the types of 
I'm going to call them toxins that we deal with in this life. I drove here from Bountiful this morning, Drove, and, and anybody here in the Utah market knows about this drive. You drive from Bountiful and you pa- into Salt Lake and you pass four oil refineries. And they're spewing all kinds of different smoke, and it stinks. And, you know, invariably when we're driving by there on my way home or, or on my way back out into Salt Lake, my wife will look at me and she's like, seriously, you did this? And I'm like, honey, every time we drive by this area, it stinks. It's not me. Now, there are other times. Well, anyway, so the point is those refineries stink, and they stink in more ways than one. They spew toxins like crazy, Right. And what are you going to do about it? You wear a mask like they did during the big SARS epidemic, right? There are some things you can do, I guess, but for the most part, we're sort of stuck with this air pollution, water pollution, a lot of that stuff. We're just kind of stuck with it, right? Uh, our world has been dirtied up a lot. Now, there are things that you can do to not add to the pollution, right? And uh, any environmentalist will tell you that. But we're kind of stuck with what we have. So what can we do to prevent toxins from entering our body that we are imposing upon ourselves? There are certain things that almost everybody in America does on a daily basis that you don't need to do, or you at least don't need to do it in the way you're doing it, potentially increasing your risk for disease, cancers, all kinds of other things. And one of them, talking about stinky, is deodorant and antiperspirant. Now, what's the difference between those two? Most people use deodorant and antiperspirant interchangeably. It's the same thing. But it's really not the same thing because deodorant is does what it says it does. It helps you to not stink, right? And antiperspirant does what it says it does. It helps you to not sweat. Now, I have a little bit of a running dialogue. Uh, You could call it an argument, I suppose. But I talk to a lot of people about sweat. You know, when you work in a nutrition store, there's no subject that's off limits. And sweating is like, that's easy compared to talking about other things you can talk about in a health store. But what's the deal with sweating? People don't want to have sweaty armpits. People don't want to stink because of the sweat and all this kind of stuff, right? But there are some real benefits of sweating. Let's listen to what the benefits are. Number one, did you know that prolonged sweating is expected to occur uh, at the gym or during an intense workout, even a brisk walk in the sun? But that sweating has actually been shown to be one of the reasons that we boost endorphins, feel-good endorphin hormones that are naturally released during physical activity. In 2009, there was a study published in the journal Biology Letters that found group workouts actually increase endorphin levels and cause less pain for those who work out together than those who train alone. So sweating together is a good thing, right? Sweating it out during a group exercise like Zumba or hot yoga can help put a smile on your face. So they say. Uh, Number two, and probably the most important one, especially considering what we're talking about today, is that sweating helps you detoxify your body. One of the most efficient ways to detox your body is actually to sweat. Sweating can flush the body of substances uh, from alcohol to cholesterol to salt. The body releases toxins by using sweat as the conduit. Sweat purges the body of toxins that can clog pores and plague the skin with pimples and blemishes as well. So sweating can actually help you to not break out as much. Isn't that interesting? And, you know, these websites are funny because we're reading Medical Daily um, 
for this, and I try really hard to use mainstream websites as much as I can on Vitality Radio because, one, they're really fun to mock, and, two, people tend to still put more stock in those websites than others. So this is Medical Daily. It's a medical website. It's kind of a WebMD kind of a thing. And they say, you know, you can get rid of alcohol, cholesterol, and salt. Well, okay, fine. That's good, right? But what do we really get rid of when we sweat? We actually can get rid of heavy metals. We can get rid of the toxins that we breathe in when we're driving by those refineries I mentioned before. We can get rid of toxins that we get from our water, from our food supply. There are so many things that we can sweat out that aren't just cholesterol, alcohol, and salt. So let's not just leave it there. There was a 2011 study published in the journal Archives of Environmental and Contamination Toxicology. That sounds like a fun read. That found many toxic elements appeared to be excreted through sweat. So it's not just me. They actually agree with me. In fact, they say that you may actually lose more toxins through sweating than you do through any other method of detoxifying your body. That means the stuff that goes through your kidneys, the stuff that goes through your liver, through your colon, you may actually lose less toxins there than you do breaking a really good sweat. So antiperspirants have a couple of issues. One, they prevent you from sweating, at least in the armpit area. And two, they clog the pores, usually with aluminum. And aluminum has been shown to potentially be a higher risk factor for breast cancer, which we just talked about in the first segment, and also for things like Alzheimer's disease. We do know that aluminum is toxic to the human body. We don't know exactly what it does once it's there or what level you need to cause problems, but a concern nonetheless. So do you like to stink? No, nobody likes to stink, right? I know people that won't eat garlic and onions because they stink, not because they don't like them. And I think that's crazy because they're two of the best things you can put in your body. But, you know, I'm sort of this, I don't know, I'm not a granola like they used to call us in the 70s. I don't think I'm even necessarily a health nut per se or a hippie. I don't want to stink any more than anybody else. So I did a little research on this years ago and tried to figure out what to do. And what I do is I actually stopped using soap. (laughs) That sounds weird. Yeah, I talked about this a week or so ago. So if you heard it before, I, I apologize, but it's important. I stopped using soap on my armpits. I just use warm water, hot water coming from the shower, and, uh, you know, kind of scrub real good with my fingers. And what I found is that the soap was actually clogging my pores and causing more bacteria to grow there and therefore more body odor. And I stopped doing that, and then I use something called a crystal stone or a crystal spray. Uh, They are amazing, all natural minerals that help to reduce body odor. They do not prevent me from sweating. And I'm telling you right now, that's a bad thing to prevent yourself from sweating. You can decide if you're willing to do it. I've had a lot of people say, sorry, Jared, not going to do it. But it is what it is. I tell you what I believe. You decide what you want to do with it. But I have found no body odor issues once I started doing those two things. Pretty amazing, actually, at least from the armpits. Now, what else can you do? Something that most people don't know about. It's pretty awesome. You learned about it in school. But they didn't tell you what the best part about it is. Is chlorophyll. Chlorophyll makes plants green, right? It's an amazing substance. Back in the 50s, 
there were even conventional medical professionals who were taking notice of chlorophyll's unique ability to quell body odor and bad breath. A guy named Dr. Franklin Howard Westcott of New York City noted at that time that taking chlorophyll internally or administering chlorophyll baths were remarkably successful at resolving body odor issues. Chlorophyll is pretty amazing stuff. Since that time, chlorophyll has gained some popularity in the world for alternative health cures because it's known to be a potent detoxifier, which we want to do, right? It purifies the body of toxins that can cause unpleasant breath or body odor. Many promote chlorophyll for its ability to speed wound healing, cleanse the colon, combat free radicals, in other words, keep the cells healthy, and improve circulation of oxygen throughout the body. I think it does all of those things. It is perhaps all of these benefits combined, though, that give it its natural odor-fighting properties. So how do you use chlorophyll if you're worried about body odor? Actually, it's pretty easy. Most experts recommend a dosage of 1 to 300 milligrams of chlorophyll each day to combat bad breath and body odor. While you can acquire supplements for, uh, for that, there are liquid chlorophylls and also capsules that work really, really well. You can also get chlorophyll from your diet. Spinach, let, uh, romaine lettuce, collard greens, parsley, turnip greens, all of those are excellent sources. In fact, spinach has the highest concentration, which gets you to 300 to 600 milligrams per ounce of chlorophyll. Uh, so way above even the daily dose that is recommended to be beneficial in just an ounce of spinach. Now, an ounce of spinach is a... That's a fairly decent-sized plate because spinach doesn't weigh much, right? But put it in your smoothie in the morning. I'm going to tell you about what I do with my smoothie. I absolutely love it. And you may not need to take a supplement at all. But if you still find that you need a little support, you should try something called Chlorofresh capsules. They are awesome for this. Or if you like the liquid idea, I actually use the liquid myself. Uh, the capsules, though, are great, really easy to use. The liquid works as well. Both things, very effective for body odor, bad breath, all that kind of stuff. Chlorophyll, amazing, amazing stuff for sure. Now, here in a minute, we're going to talk about uh, toothpaste. And then we're going to talk about breath mints and gum and things like that, okay? So bear with me because we're not done talking about bad breath. But I want to go to another topic. What about your water? Now, right now, there are two things in water in Utah that I really, really don't like. And I don't know if this is the case in Missoula. I'm sorry, I should have researched this. I'm not sure if your water up there is fluoridated, but I'm guessing it is because over 60% of American water is now fluoridated. But I don't love fluoride at all. But another thing I don't love in my water is chlorine. You know, chlorine is the stuff that makes uh, swimmers turn that their hair turns kind of this greenish color right after a while kind of bleaches everything out it's fantastic for killing bacteria which is why they've got it in the water but is drinking it good they've actually proven that chlorine in your drinking water is pretty nasty stuff for the gut bacteria and we know that 70 to 80 percent of our immune system is built up of just that positive bacteria in the gut and when we drink chlorinated water, it actually works on that kind of bacteria too. It's like an antibiotic on a daily basis. Not good. So a lot of people drink bottled water, right, which is purified. And that does get the chlorine out. That's an option. A lot of people buy water purifiers, another great option. And there are a lot of options as far as getting it out of your water. But I'm going to talk about something next that I bet you haven't thought about. And that is your bath water and your shower water because they say 
In fact, I've always thought this because it just made sense to me. Sometimes that works, right? But then now I found proof that we actually get more of that chlorine through our shower than we do through drinking water in most cases because it goes straight in to the skin. It goes straight into the nostrils, the steam, and right into the bloodstream right away without being filtered through the stomach, uh, the kidneys, and so on and so forth. I have something that I created years ago called the St. Clair Super Smoothie. And when I have time, I make the full St. Clair Super Smoothie. And you should check it out online. Just Google it, St. Clair Super Smoothie. You'll find it on my, on my blog there. But uh, it's good. You'll really like it. It's amazing. A great way to get a ton of nutrition in with not a ton of work and something your kids will actually drink. But if you're in a hurry, which I often find myself in, then you can do a Super Smoothie that is still amazing that's really simple, kind of stripped down, okay? This is what I do. I use a product right now because I just have recently fallen in love with it, and it's funny because it's something that I helped develop a couple of years ago, but I've been using another protein powder that I also helped develop, and now I've switched over to this one, and it's pretty awesome. It's called Vital Pure Pro. Now, the Vital Pure Pro comes in just chocolate right now, and so you got to love chocolate, but, I mean, people that don't love chocolate... Are there, is there anybody out there listening that doesn't love chocolate? You know what there probably is? There are people that don't like chocolate. I don't understand it. But regardless, I digress. Chocolate smoothie with this combo is pretty stinking good. This is what I do. I go get raw milk at uh, my favorite little uh, raw milk store, which is called Real Foods Market. Now, Real Foods Market is a really cool place. It's in Sugar House. There's four of them, though. That's Sugar House, the one I use. So look them up online if you want to check them out. Technically, they're competitors of mine, but they're such good people. I don't mind giving them a little bit of business, especially if it's for the raw milk, which the government won't let me sell. Okay, so if you like raw milk, you like the idea of raw milk, that's your place to get it. But I get a little bit of raw milk. I put about a half a cup in there. The rest I put water. I then put a couple of scoops of Vital Pure Pro. And then I put a scoop of something called cocoa greens. Now, this is made for kids, okay? But I don't care because if it's good enough for them, it's good, for, good enough for me. It's got three servings of veggies in it in terms of nutrition. Pretty awesome. It's going to have some chlorophyll in there, which is good, right? It's really, really great stuff. You put that in there. And then I put some trace minerals in there, some concentrate trace minerals, and some Udo's oil. Now, what I love about this particular smoothie is no blender required. You can do all this in a shaker cup. Now, if you're doing a smoothie, I highly recommend a handful of spinach, you know, some berries. There's all kinds of things you can put in there to make the smoothie even healthier and yummier. But this smoothie is really good. I'm telling you. If you don't want raw milk, uh, you can use almond milk. That's another option. Or you can just use water. And it's pretty darn good in just water. But I do like it with a little bit of coconut milk, almond milk, or uh, raw cow's milk. But you put those four ingredients in there along with your base, your water, and your milk. And I'm telling you, you've got yourself something that tastes like a milkshake. In fact, my little three-year-old guy, I make this very same thing for him. And he says, Daddy, I need a milkshake. Yeah, that's what he says. Every single morning, that's what he says, because they're so darn good. So try that out. It's amazing. Back to chlorine in your water. You maybe never thought of the chlorine coming through your shower. But when that chlorine becomes chlorine steam in your hot shower, it goes straight in, straight into your body, and there's very little filtration happening. Whereas when you drink chlorinated water, you can filter a lot of that out through the kidneys. So 
there is an op, uh, something you can do. It's called a shower filter. And it's pretty cool because it doesn't even require plumbing. Basically, you just screw it on between your uh, shower head and the uh, the shower pipe that comes down that you attach the shower head to. So it's just a it's a piece that goes right in the middle. Uh, it's it's nice looking. It's a silver uh, finish. Uh, they also actually have them in other colors. The only ones we carry at Vitality right now are the silver ones, but they're pretty amazing. And there's some real benefits to this. First off, it only takes or sorry, you only need to change the filter in one of these once a year. Uh, the price isn't high; they're forty-nine bucks, and they work really, really well. And if you're taking probiotics for any reason, you know one of my vital five things that I say everybody should take. If you're taking probiotics for any reason, you should have one of these filters because by filtering your chlorine out of your shower, you're actually increasing the benefit of the probiotics because the chlorine's not getting in there and wiping out a bunch of the probiotics that you're taking. If you're not taking probiotics, you need to look into it because they're amazing. But that means the good bacteria in your in your body is being annihilated by this chlorine on a regular basis. And the cleaner you are using things like uh, chlorinated water for your shower, which most of us do, and then also using antibacterial soap, which some of us still do. Please don't. Please, 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 please don't buy soap that says antibacterial. It's bad. You don't want triclosan. Trust me on that. We're going to talk about that for in just a second. But regardless, the shower filter, a great option. You should check them out. It's a great Christmas gift even. It is the, tis the season, right? The other thing that is awesome right now, Christmas time, because most people don't think of a health food store as a place to buy Christmas gifts. But a shower filter, that's an awesome Christmas gift. And another great Christmas gift, we just got th- uh, two, three different diffusers in that we've never had before for your essential oils. Amazing. We got some essential oil kits that are really simple, really reasonably priced, that are fantastic starter kits for people that haven't done much with essential oils. And these new, there's one that's made out of bamboo. I love it. These new diffusers, amazing. You got to check them out at Vitality Nutrition. Okay, so that's the deal with the chlorine. Let's get it out. It's bad for you. Uh, One of the other things I almost forgot that's a big deal, if you live in a place that is dry, like say Missoula, Montana, or Salt Lake City, Utah, or the surrounding areas, then you probably deal with a need for more creams and lotions. And if you have a need for that, you've got to get the chlorine out of your shower water because it's extremely drying to your skin, to your hair, to everything. So let's attack that one. That's an easy one we can fix. Okay, I'm going to cut to one more break. That'll be the last one of the show. When I come back, I'm going to talk about toothpaste, breath mints, those little uh, strips that you put on your tongue some people use, right, those breath strips, and we're going to talk about gum. Those are some things that people use on a daily basis, and we're going to talk about some much, much better options. When we come back, you're listening to me. My name's Jared St. Clair, and this is Vitality Radio. After decades of helping people with their nutritional supplement needs, I have observed something that seems almost universal. People seem to have a lot of products that they have experimented with. Some might have been recommended by a blogger online, others from a magazine article, and yet another by a friend or family member. Information is coming at us at a rapid pace nowadays, and everyone has an opinion. The problem is that there is only one really big wild card in health and nutrition, and that wild card is you. I know you've heard the infomercials, seen the ads, or talked to that neighbor who has that cure-all product that can do it all for your health. The problem is that supplement doesn't exist. 
What's right for your neighbor isn't always right for you. At Vitality Nutrition, we've been asking the right questions for years. What I mean by this is, we don't just sell supplements, we consult with our clients and ask them the key questions needed to make sure we match the right supplement to the right person. If you feel better about a team approach to your health, give us a call and one of our well-educated Vitality team members will answer your questions and help you find just what it is that you need to address your health concerns naturally. You can reach us at 801-292-6662. That's 801-292-6662. Or drop us an email. Info at vitalityradiopod.com. That's info at vitalityradiopod.com. All righty, we are back on Vitality Radio. So good to have you with me. We've got just 10 minutes left, and we got a lot of information to cover. So let me just remind you that Vitality Radio is brought to you by Vitality Nutrition and Bountiful. You can call us at 801-292-6662 and Vitality Nutrition in Missoula, Montana. You can call the Missoula location at 406-549-1333. Okay, so I said that we'll talk about toothpaste and uh, I got a lot of information to share about toothpaste. I'm not a big fan of fluoride. I'll just cut to the chase here, okay? And we may even do a whole show on fluoride. I don't love fluoride. I don't like it in my water because it's forced drugging of me and my children. And I don't like it in my toothpaste. And you say, what? You like cavities instead? Well, no, actually I don't. In fact, my little girl, six years old, uh, last week she turned six, she had a cavity-free dental appointment last week, and uh, she doesn't use fluoride. No, she doesn't. She uses a non-fluoridated toothpaste that's sweetened with xylitol. Now, what's the deal with xylitol? Xylitol is awesome because it works better than fluoride. Clinically, it has been proven to work better than fluoride. And check this out. There is a chart uh, that's been made that is really cool. And this this has actually been proven Clinically, scientifically, the effects of xylitol over time. At six and a half grams of xylitol daily, now, this, this is what the study was done at, and that's more xylitol than you would get in your toothpaste because, well, little kids don't spit it out though, right? They swallow it. Mine do. And that's okay because it's xylitol and it's good for you. It's not fluoride. Do you know what it says on the back of a toothpaste uh, box in this country? It says, warning, keep out of reach of children under six years of age. If more than used for brushing is accidentally swallowed, get medical help or contact a poison control center right away. Yeah, it's not good stuff, man. It's not good stuff. Yeah, it's toxic. In fact, in a typical tube of toothpaste, there is enough fluoride to kill two small children if they ingested the whole thing. If they split it between them and said, let's eat this fluoride or this toothpaste, it could kill them. Yeah, it's not good. So we don't really want that, right? Especially since we've already proven that fluoride in toothpaste is barely helpful. Yeah, it's another one. The American Dental Association, they would yell at me and scream and say I'm an idiot. Well, I'm not your dentist, okay? So I'm not your dentist. You don't have to listen to what I say. But check out what xylitol can do. After one day, mouth bacteria absorbs xylitol. After seven days, there's a 50% reduction of plaque and mouth bacteria. After one week... After five weeks, plaque bacteria eliminated from the tooth surfaces. That's after just over a month, right? After three months, plaque bacteria will be reduced on mouth tissues and the tongue. After six months, plaque bacteria will be undetectable in saliva. 
After two years, teeth are hard, shiny, and whiter. That's xylitol at 6.5 grams a day. Better than fluoride, safer than fluoride. The stuff is awesome. It really, really is. And it tastes really, really good. So you can cook with it if you want. You can bake with it. You can do things like that. But the best way to get xylitol and what the study was done on is in gum and mints. And we're going to talk for just a moment about gum and mints because the stuff that they're putting in your gum and mints, oh, my heavens. <laughs> this is not good stuff, people. This is not good stuff. We got all kinds of artificial ingredients in these things, and people are loading them into their mouths left and right. I know someone who's a pretty good friend of mine, and she goes through a pack of gum almost every day because she's so concerned about bad breath. She works closely with people. And, of course, you should be concerned about that, right? You don't want to turn people off, but we can do it better. We can get the chlorophyll. We talked about that. And we can use xylitol. Xylitol is truly amazing stuff. So what are they putting in your mints? Yeah, we just don't have time to go into all that. Okay, you know what? I'm not going to go through that. I'm not going to talk about what they put in your mints, only to say that I looked at the mints, I looked at the breath strips, I looked at toothpaste, and I looked at gum. Okay, all big brands, Crest, uh, Trident, uh, Listerine, the breath, breath strips, breath savers, those are the things I looked at. Multiple artificial colors, multiple artificial flavors, multiple artificial sweeteners in all of them. Propylene glycol, all kinds of things that have actually been clinically proven toxic to Americans and even other people who aren't American. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, human beings don't like this stuff. And yet we put it in our mouths constantly. It's killing us slowly. Yes, slowly. Remember I talked about cancer prevention early on? How about we prevent cancer by not putting crap in our mouths that cause cancer? Good idea, right? So basically what it boils down to is if you get yourself some xylitol gum, some xylitol mints, and use some xylitol toothpaste, you're going to do some amazing things for your teeth. You really will. It takes a little bit of time, two years, to really see the optimum result. Within six months, a lot of stuff has changed. Plaque bacteria will be undetectable in saliva after six months, according to the studies. That's awesome, and that is non-toxic, and that is really, really good stuff. Incredible information for you. So how do you get those things? Well, any great health store is going to carry these things, including Vitality Nutrition, Xylitol gum and Xylitol mints, Xylitol candy. You got six and a half grams a day. That's just over a teaspoon. It's not a lot, so you don't have to do a bunch of it. The, uh, the gum itself, Epic, uh, probably my favorite brand, but we've got a bunch of other brands, and they're all good, contains a gram of xylitol per piece. So, you know, six pieces of gum a day would do it, or some toothpaste plus some gum. Another thing I want to hit on really quickly that's another option, if you get your xylitol from another source other than your toothpaste, um, then you can use a bentonite clay toothpaste, or my favorite is from Redmond. They have this amazing clay toothpaste. It's called Earth Paste, and it's awesome stuff. It is a little weird. It's brown, okay, because it is dirt, well, clay, but it is amazing stuff. I love it, and it cleans your teeth really well. Bentonite, which is the type of clay that's in there, has actually been shown to remineralize your teeth, making them stronger, and it also pulls heavy metals and toxins from uh, your teeth out of the body and gets rid of them because bentonite grabs a hold of that stuff and uh, like a magnet and just pulls it right out. So that's another option. So basically to summarize, here it is. You can 
get a, you can get away from deodorant and antiperspirant that cause problems by doing the things that I've asked you to do today. You can get away from nasty toothpaste, gums, breath mints, breath strips, Binaca Blast, all that stuff by using some chlorophyll and by using some xylitol. You can get away from the chlorine in your shower by using a shower filter. And by doing these small steps, you can create a healthier body for yourself and for your family. It's really quite simple. Plus, you'll save on creams and lotions. According to the research that's been done on using less chlorine and what it does to your skin, you just won't need it as much. You'll be less dry. And then you can make an amazing smoothie. If you look up St. Clair Super Smoothie online, check it out, and that'll do all kinds of things for antioxidants, for essential fats, for the trace minerals. You can do get the bad stuff out, get the good stuff back in. Amazing. You're going to love it. Try those things out. If you have questions, call us at Vitality. We'll answer all of them. 801-292-6662. That's 801-292-6662 in Bountiful. I've got to go. It's been a pleasure bringing the show to you again today. Thank you for listening to me, Jared St. Clair, on Vitality Radio. You've been listening to the Vitality Radio Podcast. Enjoy your week. In the meantime, Jared will be feverishly searching for the latest nutrition info to educate you on and wading into mounds of propaganda to help steer you through it. Vitality Radio is researched and written by Jared St. Clair, produced by Elizabeth Joy Windham, with very limited help from Jared. Our awesome music is by Brian Bob Young. Support Vitality Radio by subscribing and giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or your favorite podcast source. Don't forget to follow us at Vitality Radio on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Please let us know your thoughts about this episode by using the hashtag Vitality Radio Podcast. And if you like what you hear, go tell somebody with a share, a screenshot, or an airdrop. Thank you. Hello, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Vitality Radio. Just a reminder that this podcast is for educational purposes only. This podcast has not been evaluated by the FDA. This podcast is provided with the understanding that the information shared is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This podcast is not a substitute for professional care by a medical professional. Thank you.